Good afternoon, Aston Villa fans. Welcome to the Villa Forever podcast. I am your host, Chad Williams. Today, I'm joined by my special guest, George Zielinski, who is a co-host on the All Villa, No Villa podcast. I'll be doing the pre-match talk show. Burnley versus Aston Villa. I am recording this live before Aston Villa's trip to Turf Moor tomorrow. It is a 2pm kickoff. It is the bottom of the Claret and Blues. We're up against Vincent Company's newly promoted Burnley. And hopefully we'll get back-to-back wins in the Premier League. And I'm really looking forward to it. Also, I want to give a massive shout-out to an All Villa No Villa podcast. It is a very informative podcast. And you and Frankie put a lot of enthusiasm into it. So please go and check that out as well. How are you doing, George? I'm good, mate. Yeah, good, thank you. Um, thank you for the, the shout-out to All Villa uh, No Villa. You know, it's... Um... Yeah, it's a podcast that we really enjoy doing and we really enjoy talking about talking about the Villa. And um, yeah, it's just a really exciting time to be a Villa fan, isn't it? You know, we've got an incredible manager in charge of the club. We've got some yeah. some top quality players. And um, yeah, opening day of the season result aside, the last two games have really kind of uh, buoyed Villa fans, I think. So I think we're really looking forward now to the game against Burnley tomorrow. Well, so what a bear, George. I'd like to congratulate you and your wife getting married a few weeks ago. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. now, you know, I'm, I'm committed to both my wife and Villa equally. I think that's actually what I'm saying now, obviously. But, um, but yeah, no, it was a really good day. Really, really enjoyed it. And, um, and yeah, it, it, was, it, it, was a, it was a great day. I had a good couple of weeks off as well, which was... And also, I saw the uh, some of the wedding photos you took. But the tables for all the guests... You know, after all, Aston Villa players, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. I didn't have too much input into the wedding, but I really put my foot down and said, can yes. we please name the tables after some of my favourite Villa players? So, um, so yeah, I got that. I got that in. And, um, yeah, it was uh, it was fun. It was a talking point as well for some of the guests, which was quite nice. Yeah, it's a great idea. I think I'm going to do that when I get married, definitely. Yeah, go for it, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, well, before I get into the talk show, George, I'd just like to do an introduction about my condition. It is, it's called Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy. It is a progressive fatal muscle, muscle wasting disease. Muscles deteriorate, leading to paralysis, heart and lung failure, and early death. Duchenne is 100% vital. There is currently no cure. Very few people live beyond the age of 30. It's very important that we need to create awareness of D&D today. I was diagnosed when I was three years old, 24 years on, and unfortunately there's still no cure for this cruel disease. So that's that's all how spread awareness. So George, can you spread awareness about this cruel disease? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it is a it is a it's a horrible disease, isn't it? Obviously, you know, for anyone that um, uh, suffers from it, it's really important to raise awareness. So, absolutely, I share that. Thank you very much. Well, we'll get we'll get into the football chat, George. Let's go for it. What what is your thoughts from the Everton game last weekend? Well, it was I think it was much needed. As I mentioned, you know, it was a very disappointing opening day defeat away at Newcastle. I think it came as a bit of a shock to a few other fans. But um, you know, in, in hindsight, we don't have a great record against Newcastle uh, away, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, you know they're obviously flying given the fact they qualified for the Champions League last season. It was always going to be a difficult game um, away at St James's Park, so we needed a response. And it was just, just a perfect response, really, at home, our first home game of the season. Yeah. And um, the fans were up for it. The players seemed to be really up for it. I mean, from the, from the moment we started, I think we kind of put our foot on the gas and really went at Everton. And, um, you know, once we scored that first goal, it, it was only ever going to go one way. I think, I think Everton, the, the, the heads dropped from the Everton players and um, they didn't really have, they were a bit toothless. I don't think they offered yeah. really anything in in in, uh, in by way of attack, and we uh, put them to the sword. We had far too much quality for them, and I know this isn't an Everton podcast, but I, I I do kind of worry for them based on that performance they put in against us. I know it was against Villa Park against a decent team because we are a decent team. Um, they 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 really look like they're going to struggle this season, but but yeah, credits credit to Villa. They they did the job and needed to do what they needed. So, well, well really I, was, I was at the game at the park last week. R- really enjoyed watching the team. We played fantastic attacking football. And we was comfortably knocking the ball around with no pressure. Also, we definitely bounced back. That's what you call the reaction. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think Unai Emery wouldn't have tolerated anything less. We know what a good manager he is. Um, I don't think it takes much from him to try and get the players um, going again after what was obviously, as I say, a, a big defeat in Newcastle. And, and Everton, as I say, they were they, they were kind of there for the taking. Um, and it was it was good to see um, so many of the players turn up. You know, John McGinn was was exceptional. He was all over the pitch. He's my favourite player. He is fantastic, absolutely brilliant. And I think. Last season, when he was given the captaincy, and it was all a bit under a cloud because of how Tyron Mings was handled and the captaincy was, was taken from him, I think that left him a little bit unsettled. But this season, after pre-season, he sort of reset himself, recharged, and he started the season really, really well. You know, he, he, was, he was decent against his old club Hibs. I mean, that must have been an interesting game for him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, against, against Everton, he sort of really ran the show. Uh, and that's what he's capable of. He's a, he's a fantastic player. We'll go to the next question now. Uh, do you think this season we could make Villa Park a fortress? Um, is our home form very important as well? I think the home form for any club has to be important. Um, I think for us under Emery, it's been exceptional. I think we've won eight consecutive league games at Villa Park, which mm-hmm. is phenomenal for us, really. But I think if we are going to try and compete for one of those top European places. We do need to improve our away form, obviously starting at Burnley tomorrow. Um, I don't think we've won in the previous five Premier League away games. 
Yeah. Um, you know, so that's that's certainly an area that we do need to improve on. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm hopeful tomorrow we will be as competitive as we generally speaking always are, uh, and we've got a really real opportunity tomorrow to try and to try and turn that around. So so fingers crossed we can. In my opinion, I think we definitely can. If you look at last season, since Unai Emery took over, the home form improved massively. And we've got a good record against some of the big teams. What I like about him as well, the manager always has a great game plan, which could cause any team problems to visit Villa Park. And the crowd play a crucial part in the atmosphere. Yeah, they do, um, 100%. And, and if you listen to Emery's post-match interviews, he so often will talk about the fans first. That'll be the first thing he, he'll say, basically. He'll say, the fans are with us, the fans, you know, we are together, the, the team and the, and the supporters. We're kind of as one, which is something that, you know, as a, as a fan, you, you love to hear. That we're all kind of moving in the same sort of direction. Um, you know, obviously you were at the game, uh, Chad. What, 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 how did you feel the atmosphere was? I thought it was absolutely electric. Uh, they really got behind it. I think when you go to Villa Park now, you go there expecting to win now. Good days are back. Yeah, and it's been a long time since we said that. <laughs> I think, you know, going to Villa Park and expecting a win, particularly against a, t a team like Everton, where historically the games have always been quite close between us. Uh, you know, the last couple of seasons, we've sort of, really shot up and they've, they've kind of gone the other direction really so um it's, it is strange particularly against a team like everton to say that you expect to beat them and expect to beat them well which you obviously did um but i can imagine you know i haven't been to villa park unfortunately for a while but i can certainly imagine that, that you know when that place is going it, it must be you know incredible for the players to, to listen to and inevitably they, they can react to it do you have the primary techniques now not the fire as well it really builds up the atmosphere of the match now now yeah, I think that makes a big difference. I think if the club can try and help the atmosphere grow, um, then then that can only be a good thing. So, um, so I'm glad they're doing things like that. So against the Everton match, we all know who, who it is, but uh, who was your player of the match and why? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've, we both talked about him already. John McGinn was just phenomenal. I think he... We, we've talked about, you know... Uh, me and Frankie talked about the, the, the positives of John McGinn and I think number one top of the list is his energy the fact he can get up and down for 90 minutes he works his socks off he's he's aggressive but, but certainly not over the top uh, and he's got so many you know uh, tricks in his in his locker he, he, he can he can score absolute screamers he can, he's combative he can win the ball in tackles he can make things happen and I think it'd be interesting to see him develop over the course of the season because you know, he's got, he got his goal, uh, which was a really well-taken uh, finish. And I expect to see more this season. I, I think I think part of what he wants to do as well is contribute more to to the goal scoring and the assists uh, kind of side of, of, of play. I think under Gerrard, he was he was playing slightly deeper, which I don't think is, is like, certainly not yeah. the best position. We all, we all saw it. When he plays for Scotland, he does play in a much more advanced role. And he is a lot more, he, he's, he's more involved with, with that side of, of things. I think Emery wants him to do that as well. Uh, he's on set pieces occasionally when, when Dougie isn't taking them. Um, so he, he, yeah, I think this season we're going to see more of him in a, in a more attacking 
sense. So, you know, I said of Frankie in the last show, mm-hmm. to anyone, anybody that plays fantasy Premier League, having John McGinn in your, in your team might not be a bad shout because I think he will be scoring a few more goals this season. Can I can play more of an advanced role? He plays further forward. I think that's his best position. Yeah, 100%. I think um, I think we've, we've been at the Villa for a few seasons now and he has played in a few different different positions. You know, last season we even saw him play in an almost kind of right midfield role when we started playing a bit of a 4 2 when Emery first joined and he, he did well there. Um, but yeah, I think, I think given the positions I've seen him play since he's been at Villa Park, I think where he is now, he's just off the striker, um, playing in that advanced role, maybe like an advanced playmaker role. I think that suits him down to the ground and, and I hope to see him play that way for the rest of the season. He's absolutely excellent. He never stops running for his team. He's like a Duracell bunny. Yeah, he is. He is. And, and he's, he's a captain now that leads by example. I think if you're a player that plays around him and you see the energy he's got, you see the commitment he's got, it, it inevitably will run, rub off on, on you as well. So I think he's such an integral part to the team now, particularly now Tyrone Mings is out for the whole season. He will be the, the player now, the other the other players on the pitch will, will look to, to lead by example. And um, yeah, I hope he does it. Well, the last guy that we're going to watch against Everton, John McGinney is really in the mood going past players. With ease, he's got fantastic vision, as we know. And he finished his goal beautifully. Yeah, and he's got he's got that kind of low centre of gravity because he's a, he's sort of his, his his body shape perhaps isn't necessarily one you might associate with a, with a footballer. He's, he's quite stocky, he's a bit sort of low to the ground. But some of the best players in sort of the history of football have been like that. You know, Messi, Gaza, they've all had that sort of like quite stocky physique. Very similar, like that, yeah. Very similar. So I think he just he uses that to his advantage. Uh, gets past players, can can beat players to the ball with it. We all know he uses, you know, his his bum to, to shield other players yeah. off. You know, using it as I said, any any trick in his in his pocket to, to to try and help the course. And he does it all to great effect. So yeah, I think as I said, against Everton, he, he demonstrated all of that and was just a brilliant player. That but also, what did you think of John Duran's instant impact? I yeah, I mean, fantastic for him. I think he he's been desperate to score. Uh, a couple of chances uh, last season. I remember he, did he, I think he hit the bar against Man City away. Or, That's or, right, yeah. So he's, it's good for him and his confidence. You know, he's a young lad. He's, he's from Colombia, obviously, and played football in the MLS. So completely different style of, you know, his lifestyle, basically, let alone football style. So he, it's going to take time with him. And I think... The Villa fans will give him time. He seems a bit like a mercurial figure. He's got a, something about him. He's a very interesting personality. Just just gauging from his uh, you know social media posts, he seems like a really interesting bloke. Um, but it will do him the world of good to score that goal. And um, it was nice of Ashley Young to get the assist from it. He, he was a super sub. I was he really was. I was yeah. really impressed. His goal was confident, calm finish. Especially going around Jordan Pickford. He's an excellent substitution by Unai Emery. Nice and brilliant runs of his pace. Also, his strong physical presence. Going for Everton centre-back, sweet to think about. Jerome yeah. definitely impressed. He did. Yeah, he definitely did. And he mentioned his physique there. I think his physique does seem to be kind of ready-made for the Premier League, doesn't he? Because, you know, he, he, he's... he's 
he's tall, he's strong, he's quick, he's athletic. Um, you know, I think all he needs is just more time to adjust to, to playing in the Premier League. And I think he could be he could be a really, really good asset for us. And it's interesting, obviously, given that Cameron Archer looks likely to be leaving the club during this transfer window. That, you know, a lot of the, the burden of being that second striker, if we don't sign anybody else, obviously, will fall on his shoulders. So, you know, I expect, I, I'm hoping for big things from him. Um, so, fingers crossed, he, um, he can do that. Thank you. Can you pass me a drink of water? Yeah, cheers. Okay, I'll go to the next question, Alma. Do you think there'll be any more additions before the window closes? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it'll be a really interesting end to the transfer window. Obviously, we're only a few days away from that now. But with the likes of um, Jaden Philogene and Keelan Davis likely going to Hull, Cameron Archer looking likely to go to Sheffield United, and uh, Aaron Ramsey joining uh, Burnley, you know, they're all kind of youth players that I was initially thinking mm-hmm. would in supplementing the first team. So with them out of the picture, I think we, we definitely do need to strengthen in a couple of areas. Um, you know, we have been linked with a number of players. We have certainly yeah. brought players in, which have been really interesting. But I would expect to see us uh, remain active in the transfer window up until uh, the day it shuts. What, what do you think about, like, what if you like kind of an art trigger? What do you think about um, that? Yeah, I'm torn about that, you know. I, I think a lot of Villa fans are. I said to Frankie on our podcast uh, earlier this week, um, my heart says one thing and my head says another. Mm. You know, he's a, he's a youth prospect that thrived um, in the Championship with, first of all, Preston did well there and then Middlesbrough, where he did exceptionally well. And I think a lot of Villa fans were hoping that he was going to be the, the man that could really challenge Ollie Watkins for a starting place, basically. Mm-hmm or if not, being the man that can kind of supplement him and, and, and come in when Watkins was out or more injured. And, you know, during pre-season, he didn't have the best pre-seasons. I think he won a penalty, but then missed the yeah. penalty. Didn't, didn't get on the score sheet, which was unfortunate. And was kind of more of a bit player in pre-season, which I wasn't really expecting. I was hoping he'd play more minutes. So at that point, I was starting to think, well, maybe, maybe Emery might want to maybe sanction another loan. So I am, I am a bit surprised that it seems like he's heading for a permanent exit, but obviously with the caveat that there is this buyback clause. So it kind of feels like a bit of a glorified loan. So if he goes to Sheffield United and impresses, scores goals in the Premier League and proves he's a Premier League striker, then we have the opportunity then to bring him back to Villa Park as a, as a, as a player that will be full of confidence and someone who can cut it in the, in the top flight. So as, as much as it pains me to, to see him go, um, I think from a financial perspective as well, 18.5 million for a player that hasn't really played many minutes in the Premier League is probably good business and will help us, obviously, with you know financial fair play being an issue that, that affects all clubs in the top five. Obviously, especially with, uh, with Philippe Coutinho getting injured, it looks like a bad injury. Because I saw him, he looked like a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah, he did. I think I think after the match, Emery said he, he envisaged he'd, he'd be out for about three weeks. But there seems to be strong rumours about him leaving the club before the end of September too. Um, you know, there's, there's been strong links with him going to Qatar. So we'll see how Coutinho uh, sort of gets on between now and, and the start of September. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think injuries are a problem. 
you mentioned Coutinho. If he is with Villa, he is out for a few weeks, it looks like. And then you've got the long-term injuries of uh, Emi Buendia and Tyra Mings, of course. So, again, that's another reason why I think we will be busy uh, towards the end of the transfer window, because not only do we have to replace the players that have gone, we probably need to think about the players that are going to be out for the long term as well with injuries. Do we like to identify players who could play in Philip Coutinho's position or somebody who can be used as impact so possibly? Yeah, I think I think so. I think as I say, with, with the likes of Anne Ramsey, Coutinho, Cameron Archer, Philogene and Davis, they're, they're, five of those players are attackers. That they play in that you know forward part of the pitch, so that's the area I think where we will try and bring more players in. Obviously, if you sign um, uh, Zanillo, the uh, the Italian player from Galatasaray on loan, he seems like he might be quite an interesting player, but he's a, another player that's had injury problems in the past himself. So that's why ACL is, problems. He has, yeah. I mean, he's, he's done his ACL twice, and he's only 24. So you know, it, it's. That is something that I have been thinking about. But on his day, he was seen as, you know, Roma fans when he was at Roma saw him as a, an heir to Totti, which is, you know, a, a huge compliment to him. But um, yeah, if he can get a run of games and keep his keep his injury record in check this season, I think he could be a really decent player. But but we definitely need more, definitely. Well, after the performance against Everton, do you show how much hard work? Sorry, Chad, you broke up there a bit. What was that? Uh, after the performance against Everton, do you show how much hard work we put into training sessions? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, as I mentioned earlier, we, we, we both know, and, and every Villa fan watching will know, that Unai Emery is, is, is a phenomenal coach. Um, and since he joined, he's obviously brought in his own team of of, of, of coaches who obviously will work with individual players and work with uh, certain positions. And I think it just it's just paying off massively. I think his ability to coach players, to train them effectively. We look fitter, I think, than we did under, under Gerard. We, it certainly looks like, you know, we mentioned again, but it's not just him who, you know, is, is, is running the hard yards. Uh, Luca Dean was up and down the pitch against Hibbs and Everton. Mm-hmm. Matty Cash equally as well on the, on the flank on the other side. You know, everybody is working hard. Everybody's looking at, you know, in peak physical condition. And I think a lot of that will boil down to the fact that Emery is the person who's in charge of all that, and he and, and he demands nothing less, which is which is great to see. There's a master.
Yeah, sorry about that, everyone. We had a bit of connection issues there. Yeah, apologies, mate. Also, going back to Unai Emery, I don't like how meticulous he is. Analyzing things as well. Shows your attention to detail. Do you know the rest of his laurels as well? Yeah, no, he, he doesn't at all. Uh, and I think, to be honest, that's probably a build-up of his experience. You know, he's been he's, he's a very experienced manager now and, and been at a number of top clubs, obviously, the likes of PSG, uh, Sevilla, Villarreal, Arsenal. You know, he, he's, been at, he's been at some big clubs in his managerial career. And I think every step of the way, every mistake that he's made, he, he seems to have learned from. And he's come to Villa Park and he's, and he's yeah, he's just, he's just developed his craft um and got to a stage where he's with us now and, and has become a you know a, a serious you know boss so yeah it's, it's obviously to our benefit i don't think we've had a manager quite like him really particularly not in the premier league i've said before the only time i've ever been excited about a manager before was when martin o'neill was manager that's going back about 15 years so um so yeah um he 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 really knows his stuff, and I think the players respect him, and that's key as well because they if you go back they, a little bit to this. they uh, they follow his instructions uh, to the letter, and that's um, that's really encouraging to see too. What, what do you expect from our visits against Burnley or Turf Moor? It'll be tricky. Um, you know, obviously Burnley back in the Premier League, playing a different brand of football the last time. I think they were in the top flight under Vincent Company. I think he really impressed. In the championship last season with them they play some really really good football and they're, they're trying to do that again in the premier league i watched them play man city a game that they lost but i thought they competed really well against arguably the best team in the world so it is going to be difficult um i think as well which might be a slight issue is is um emmy martinez looked like he's nursing a bit of an injury after his game against the uh, hips I'm not entirely convinced he will start. I think I think um, uh, I don't think Unai will uh, will risk him. So I, I, I'd imagine we'll see Robin Robin Olsen in goal, which is a bit of a concern for me. Um, I think I think maybe you and other Villa fans will agree that I think there's, there's a quite significant drop off in quality when it comes to Robin Olsen, particularly comparing him to Emmy Martinez, as it would do because Martinez is arguably the best keeper in the world. Uh, but um, but yeah, that does worry me slightly. And obviously, without Tyron Mings there, who is, a, is obviously a, a leader, a former captain at the back, that that is a slight concern. But I'm hoping that our quality further up the pitch will will be enough tomorrow. What do you think? Well, I think we'll do enough to win the game. I think it will be a tough game, but we'll just do enough. With Burnley, though, now with Vincent Company. It's a different type of burn there. And they've got a lot yeah, of ambition. Yeah, they do. They do. And they've, they've signed a few exciting players. I mean, obviously, Aaron Ramsey being one. So it'd be certainly interesting to see how he gets on. I'm not entirely sure whether he's even in line to make his debut, which would be interesting to see Aaron Ramsey start for Burnley tomorrow against us. Um, but yeah, they, they, are, they are a team that will be... You know, obviously competing to stay in the league, but they they could be you know dark horses as a team that can can surprise quite a few. What's your thoughts? What's your thoughts on the job Vincent Company has done so far? Fantastically well. I mean, you know, we've seen how players who have been great players haven't turned into great managers. I mean, Stephen Gerrard 
being one. Uh, you could argue, you know, fantastic player for us, not such a good manager. Frank Lampard, fantastic player, you know, maybe not not the best manager. But Vincent Company, fantastic player, and it seems um, is, is is doing the business at, uh, at management level too. He's had a bit of experience as well abroad. He, I think he was Anderlecht manager for a while back home in his native Belgium. Again, probably using that experience coming back to, the, to England and, and managing Burnley. And that was a difficult job to fill. I mean, Sean Dyche was, you know, he'd been at Burnley for a number of years. They played a particular brand of football under him for a number of years. And they'd just been relegated. So the expectation was that they'd go straight back up, which obviously, as we know, as Villa fans, is very difficult to do it the yeah. first time of asking. So he came in and not only did he get them back up, he got them back up playing a completely different brand of football, winning games, exciting, uh, exciting the Burnley, uh, Burnley supporters. And they, and they won the league at a bit of a canter. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed by him. I mean, potentially, could he, be, could he be a Man City manager one day? Could he go back there? I mean, he could be on the right track. If he impresses at Burnley as a manager, then, then who knows? But he certainly impressed me as a manager. Well, while I'm on out, I want to mention about... Have you seen that tweet, George? About the Aston Villa fan Villa in, in Idaho. No, what happened? Well, unfortunately, it's his last game tomorrow. Very suddenly, he put a tweet saying, I think he had this like, long illness. And he put a tweet that said, I think we need to stick by him. To send him all, all another support they can give him. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think... Now that you mentioned it, it does it does ring a bell because I think was it Stan Collymore replied to him. That's it, yeah. In, in, in Idaho, that's it, yeah. That's right, yeah. No, I had I had seen this tweet actually. Come to think of it, um, yeah. Very, I mean, obviously, a very very sad situation uh, for him, and obviously for him to be so candid and to say, ultimately, this is the last game that, that I'm likely to to live to see. Um, but I I hope um, to be honest, I hope a lot of some of the Villa fans see it. Sorry, the Villa players see it. Uh, yeah. You know, if they need any extra motivation, then, then there's one right there. Um, you know, very, very sad. And, and I really hope that for him, uh, Villa do the business at Turf Moor tomorrow. That's what they went for it. They'll send yeah. all the love and support to him. Yeah, absolutely. Thoughts with him and his family. All right, then, yeah. so, George, I'm going to the next bit now. Uh, so, give me a score prediction. Um... Yeah, I mean, as I say, I think it will be. I think it will be close. Our away record, as I mentioned earlier, isn't isn't the best, and and you know Burnley will be looking to um, to get some points on the board, uh, obviously in front of a, a home crowd. Turf Moor can be a tricky place to play, uh, but I think we will have enough quality about us on the day. It'll be it'll be tight, but I think we will win two one. What do you think? I'm going to go on a clean sheet, two nil, two nil away win. Goal scorers? I'm going to go for Watkins. Then I'm going to go for Douglas Louise. Oh, he's another player that's done really well for us past couple of games, hasn't he? He's a fantastic player. He's sort of just got better and better. His progression over the last few years is incredible. Phenomenal. 50 million as well. I mean, what an outstanding bit of business that was. Um, Smith, wasn't it? Dean Smith bought him in, didn't he? He did. And what about this podcast, George? I wanted to mention the Lionesses from last weekend. Massive commiserations to Rachel Downey. 
Jordan Nobbs and Ulver Lionesses team. He just wasn't meant to be. Getting to the World Cup final for the first time. United history. It was a huge achievement. He'll go down the history books. I just think in the end, he was beaten by the better team on the day. But at least the Lionesses have progressed so much over the years now. Yeah, I mean, their their growth has been incredible. And, and obviously the impact that it's had on uh, grass, uh, grassroots women's football as well in this in, in this country has been has been incredible too. And um, and despite getting beaten in, in the final, you know, they, they've proved what a fantastic team they, they are by winning the Euros last year. Um, or the year before, was it? Uh, but yeah, a, a phenomenal team, front to back. Uh, and and yeah, you know, Rachel Daly's been in fantastic form for the Villa women this season. So a massive shame for her. Um, but yeah, I think I think to be honest, and they 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 have admitted as much. You know, I think just on the day, Spain was a better team. Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, what's going on with the um, the Spanish FA at the moment has sort of overshadowed that achievement for the for the Spanish women. But certainly, yeah, from an English perspective. Um, you know, just just a, a quality team, and 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 the, they will. I I think they will win the World Cup one day. I they think will. They they definitely will. Um, you know, if it's not this generation, then it then it will be the next. Because, you know, if you, if you go around any football pitches now, chances are you'll see a lot of young girls playing, and you know, all emulating the likes of you know Billy Bright or or Mary Earps or you know whoever Russo just. Fantastic players and, 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 and great role models for the, for the future. Well, I watched a bit of the game at the Park on the big screen. Because before we got into the ground, they had it, they had it on, on the big screens. So I watched that just before the Everton game started. But we was, we was all gutted in the end. Yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a massive shame, um, and I, I, I was convinced once they beat Australia in the semi-finals, I, I thought they would go on and, and win the whole thing. And it just goes to show, you know, a, a final is is um, is, a, is a, almost a completely it's a completely different game in itself. I think so much of it is psychological. England went into it as favourites, and that can always be a, a difficult um, tag to wear. Um, so uh, yeah, it was just one of those days where it just the ball wasn't falling for us. Um, and um, and Spain took their chance when it came their way. It was always, you know, it was a very close game, but Spain got that goal, and, and that was that was enough. So George, uh, could you spread the word about my podcast? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been in the build-up to this show. I've listened to uh, listened to a few others that you've done. Obviously, the one you've done with Frankie as well, and Dan Bardell. Um, you're doing some great stuff, Chad. And Thank and you. any ch- any opportunity to kind of raise the profile of the Villa and. And talk about the villa, which is one of the you know the things I really enjoy doing in life, um, and I'm sure you do too. Um, I'm I'm happy to, to to keep it keep the encouragement going for sure. Yeah, I get, I, get, I get the subscribers up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we all have to sort of help each other, don't we, as villa podcasters? We all want to talk about villa, so. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, absolutely, 100%. Chat. Uh, what's your thoughts about the new signings and the owner? Um. Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned before, I think his injury history is um, is a little bit of a concern. Um, but towards the end of his time at Galatasaray, when he was playing, he was scoring a lot of goals. 
some, some fantastic goals too. I mean, he, he's definitely an Emery type player insofar as he can play in a number of positions. So, you know, if Emery feels that he needs to mix things up tactically, Zaniolo can can move across the pitch and, 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 and he seems to be quite adaptable. And clearly he's a player that, that Monchi rates quite highly because he was, when he was sporting director at Roma, he, he facilitated that, that move to, to get him to, to Rome. Uh, and now, obviously, uh, now he's at the uh, at Park, he's brought him to Birmingham. So I, I, I think he will appear tomorrow. I think uh, if he doesn't start, he'll, I think he'll certainly come on as a substitute. So I'll be watching the game with, with a huge amount of interest to see what he's capable of. Because he's an ideal replace for, for Brendan. He plays a similar position to Brendan. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I was gutted when Brendan picked up that injury because he had such a good pre-season. And I thought this year was the year where he could really make a difference for us. So to, to do it, you know, in a training session ahead of the start of the new campaign was is, is gutting for him, gutting for, for Villa fans. So if Saniolo can come in and, and, and pick up where Buendia has left, left it now, then, you know, he's, he's, another, he's another quality addition to the, to the side. And to be honest, I think we all would say we trust the decisions that Emery makes. If Emery feels and Monty feels that he's the player that, Will improve us, then I'm all for it 100%. But Munchie signed him for Roma in 2018. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did. So it goes to show that he he sees a lot in him. Um, as I said before, I think you know when he was coming through, they uh, they were the, the Italian fans, the Italian national team saw him as, as a real star for the future, and, and the injuries have really sort of slowed his progression. So I think now, you know, Monchi clearly sees in him a, a real talent. I think Saniolo sees the Villa move as a real opportunity for him on a personal level to, 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 to get going again, get his career back on track. So fingers crossed it, it works out for both of us. I'll go to my last question now. What is your overall uh, verdict from a 5-0 demolition against Hibs? What do you expect in the second leg as well? Yeah, I mean, it was a strong side that, that Emery put out, wasn't it? Um, so when I saw that lineup, I thought, okay, he's going for it here. Uh, you know, he's not he's not messing around because obviously that was a that was a playoff game. If we lost the hips over two legs, then we wouldn't make the group stages. So you know, we have to make sure that we beat the team in front of us. And it was just a very complete, very professional uh, performance. You know, I think a lot has been made of the disparity between the Premier League and the uh, SPL, the Scottish Premier League. In terms of finances, I think, you know, we spent about 90 million this summer in recruiting players. Hibs has spent about 1.5 million on three players. So that in itself goes to show the, the disparity in, in, in um, you know, financial terms. But you can still, you can only beat who's in front of you. And as we found out last season, you know, we lost, we lost the Stevenage in the, uh, yeah. in the FA Cup, wasn't it? So, um, you do, you know, we have we as a as Villa fans, we've been beaten by teams perhaps that have been seen as banana skins before. So yeah, it was just nice to comfortably do the job in Edinburgh. So I'm just, I think you know we will make some changes now for Villa Park. You'll probably see a much changed team, but you'd like to think with a five nil advantage at home, we'll get the job done and uh, and make it to the group stages, which will be a very very exciting moment for us. Once again, I thought it was a complete performance. Another tactical masterclass for Unite Emery. 
we made a huge statement showing other teams in the conference they we are serious about winning the competition in the second leg i expect a lot of changes to be made i'll probably give some of the young players a chance to make their mark in the competition especially in that aggregate lead i'll still be comfortable in the weaker team it's a bit pointless really we're five them up yeah, yeah, I sort of wonder whether Hibs would just be happy for uh, for us to get the buy and just um, just move on. But yeah, I mean, it'll be you know, it'll be still great for their fans, I'm sure, to come down to the park and, and, and see Hibs compete. And, you know, what is a fantastic stadium? You know, we, we know what a fantastic ground the park is. So yeah, it's not how they would have wanted it to be, of course. I'm, I'm sure they would have, would have wanted it to be a much more competitive second leg than it, than it probably will be. Um, but also, you know, we've got to do a job and make sure that we are, you know, on it and, and treat them with respect. And, and Emery's very keen, you know, he said post-match against Hibs uh, the other day that, you know, you've got to treat every team you play against with respect because they're coming in as opposition to try and beat you. And, you know, um, yeah, but, but I think, I think we'll, you know, we'll get the job done on, on, the, on, the, on the return leg and, um, and, as I say, make it to the group stages now. OK, let's have a look at some of your comments. Good, he's from a Newcastle fan. It's Rob Weaver. Newcastle fan, hope they have a great season. Thank you, well, good luck to Eddie Howe and Newcastle as well. And yeah, that's from earlier. Say Blackmore, no worries, guys. All right then, so thank you everyone for watching. If you've enjoyed this podcast, give it a like and please subscribe to my channel make sure to get your post notifications turned on also let me know your thoughts in the comment section thank you so much george for your time because it's just the outro if you get that yeah there we are yeah.